Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast, Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Walchef with Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are recording above the butcher shop in beautiful Spring Valley. Butcher shop is getting some upgrades. And we're here with uh, my man Derek Marso from Valley Farm Market, sexing up the uh, the building. I love we it. We are. We're actually fucking pretty close to being done. The stucco is up. They're touching up the paint right now, putting the awnings back on. Probably going to get uh, the mural painted back on. Um, next week we're going to. I didn't know how much fucking metal costs for roofing. Yeah. The uh, metaling, the metal that I had to put over the um, little inlets that we did, it's like fifty eight hundred bucks. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Damn. So got to put that on before the. I guess there's rain coming next week. So really. I, I got to get that on next, can use next week. Um, but yeah, everything's been going good. The coolers are in. We're gonna put the fascia up here, probably in a couple weeks. But yeah, after this, I'm gonna do the parking lot. Do reasphalt the parking lot. Um, and put a new gazebo by the uh, shack, barbecue okay. shack. Then I'm fucking done for a little bit because, I mean, I don't know if this is something we need to talk Not about yet. right now. Not yet. But, it's coming uh, soon. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a big fucking announcement we're, soon. We're gonna have an announcement soon. So after after uh, my my next few things, I'm gonna be done for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be really exciting. You guys tune in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we got some huge news that we're going to announce, but we're going to do it in a behind the smoke kind of way. So that's exciting. But I think it's only appropriate if you introduce our guest today. Well, I will. I will. Um, growing up, I was fortunate to call this person a good friend of mine. Um, we actually wrestled together in high school, um, and he's just become more of a, a brother. He's uh, helped me in my my weight journey. I uh, have had a hard time after football losing the weight and getting motivated to work out again. And um, talking to Andy, kind of getting in there, uh, he allowed working out to be fun again for me. So, um, Andy Murad, welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you coming out. Um, the owner of 10th planet, uh, jujitsu in spring Valley. Welcome, dude. Thanks a lot, Derek. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me guys. No, uh, we're we're, we're stoked because now I get to share the torture. (laughs) Sean gets to come in and go to your classes too. So, uh, Sean goes to the classes four or five times a week and gets his ass kicked and, Having trouble walking today yes. and yesterday. I'd say three, four times a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, but that's that's kind of the best part. I mean, one of the things that, that I love about the podcast is we're not scared to talk about pretty much anything. And one of the cool things that Derek shared along this podcast journey is his struggle with weight. And I would be remiss to say that I haven't struggled myself with weight. And watching him go to 10th Planet and work out with you and start to eat healthy and start to drink water and start to, you know, do his fasts. Um, he's been an inspiration to me and, you know, working out such a personal thing. It's something that, you know, I played high school sports. I didn't play college sports like Derek. I didn't play in the NFL like Derek, but I have such a respect for working out. But when I go myself, I'll never fucking push myself as hard as that group mentality. And when you have a coach or a trainer and coming to 10th planet, that's something that having Derek give me shit for not coming or you give me shit for not coming or when we're there getting pushed by Scott, getting pushed by you guys, it makes me better and it makes me feel good again. And, you know, that's something part of, you know, being a complete man, trying to be a little bit better every fucking day. I think you hit the button, too, is like um, when Derek first came in, I think it, it was hard for him to know where he came from and to walk in there and start from the ground up 
Yeah. That's not easy. Even for me, you know, there's times where I kind of let myself go and and, and everyone makes mistakes. But, you know, the cool thing about it, it's it's like I'm here for you guys. But I know once I start messing up, once I start making bad decisions, Derek's the type of guy that's going to hold me accountable and say, hey, Andy, how come you're not taking care of yourself? So, you know, at the gym, my favorite thing about the gym is, is that we all are there in it for each other. You know, now Derek is, you know, from where he started to where he is, he's a pillar. You know, he comes in there. A lot of people kind of, little, you know, if they don't know what's going on, let's go look at Derek. Let's see what Derek's doing. He, he knows what, he, what he's doing, you know. And also, you know, he, he motivates everybody. Scott's cool, you know. He, he's cool. <laughs> when, he come, he, when he comes on time. <laughs> yeah, when he's on time. You know, it's he, he's a little late. But, you know, and Scott's another guy at the gym. And he's kind of, you know, Derek and Scott are probably always the ones that are ahead of the race. But, you know, Derek will motivate you. Derek will... will will push you. Scott will talk shit to you, you know? And for me, I like both. You know, I like that guy that's going to talk shit to me and tell me, hey, man, you know, what are you doing with those lights, weights, with this and that, this and that? And when I hear that, it fires me up. Sure. This guy's not going to talk to me like that. Let me show him up. Yeah. So, and that's, that's, that's what's cool about it. You know, we're in there, we're in there together. Well, I think you touched on something that's important is that when I first came in, it's, it's a very humbling experience. Um, you know, I think it was the second day you gave me bands and we you're like, well, you're just going to do this and you're going to go into plank and go back a few times and go forward a few times. I was more mad at myself that day than I've been in a long time because I couldn't do it. And it just reiterated how much I've let myself go. Like, man, I could fucking run through that workout. No fucking problem. 10 years ago. And it's not because I'm older that I'm, I suck more is because I didn't fucking take care of myself. So doing those things, but it's either, what do you do with that fire that you have? Are you going to let that burn inside of you and be like, okay, and beat yourself up? Or are you going to use it and be like, I'm going to go get better every fucking day. I'm going to go get better. I'm going to work out harder. I'm going to continue to do it. And like I told you when I first started, I'm like, I'm going to come, I'm going to end up pushing Scott at some point. I want that. That's my goal is to be part of the class and push people to do it because sometimes people need that motivation. Sometimes it doesn't come across the right way sometimes because we're, we're deep into a, a Wednesday during bands and, you know, you know that you just did the 10 reps that you asked us to do and the other person only did six. Um, but it, it's, you know, just getting there, motivating, being a part of something. And like Sean alluded to, I'm, I was notorious for getting a gym membership and going to work out and, okay, I'm going to do buys and tries today. I'm not going and I'd fucking do, I'll get a good pump and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I had a little fucking, oh yeah that works i had a bead of sweat that was kind of going down my forehead i'm like i'm fucking i'm good i'm done that that's a good workout today and then you go to one of these classes and i don't give a fuck who you are listen i was a professional athlete i played every level of sports some of these workouts are hands down the hardest workouts you're ever gonna put yourself through fuck and yeah. it's not just about you know, the weights you can lift and how heavy it is, but it's putting yourself in a compromising position where you have to use your core. You have to use everything that you're doing and you start to feel better in everyday life. Like I don't need to walk around where I'm, my shoulders are back and I fucking feel like I'm all like swole or anything. It's like, man, my whole body, my dexterity is getting better. Everything about it's getting better. That's what excites me because for so long I was so caught up in, I mean, the most I ever bench rest was 540 pounds. Yeah. That's a lot of for a one weight. rep max. Jesus. And I was like, so excited to do that. And when I would go to the gym, I would get on the bench and I would lift heavy again. Well, now going to the gym, I can't do that. And I feel so much better because my shoulders don't hurt. My dexterity is better. I'm more flexible. We're doing things. We're doing fucking like today. We're doing fucking backwards um, bear, uh, crawls. bear crawls <laughs> and like all this shit that's just not about 
really getting like your shoulders cut and built. It's just about your whole body together. And I, and you know, I can't thank you enough for allowing your gym to have an atmosphere to where it's fun because how intimidating Fuck is yeah. it for somebody to walk in that's never done martial arts or anything like that to walk into a gym be like everyone can fucking whip my ass in here but it's so inviting in your gym and you create an atmosphere where people want to come so kudos kudos to you for doing that because that's that's something that's really hard and that's probably a, something you have to get past for people to want to come into your gym I, I can't tell you, man. I wanna, I'm going to tell you a story, and I think you remember this day, but I can't tell you how much I love what I do. Oh. I think, um, and I, I genuinely mean this, is that if, if and I think I put a post on Facebook or on Instagram a while ago, but I really meant it. Like, like man, if I hit the lottery, you know, I wouldn't retire. I would just keep doing what I'm doing for free because I really, really enjoy helping people. You know, from when I was young to now, and it just—if I can help change someone's life, even if I can get them in the right direction, man, it, it just—it's the greatest reward to me. And like, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, man. Is every day throughout my day, I'm always just looking for a way to help someone out, and that's just kind of what makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. Do you, you think know? it makes you feel good because you struggled with weight growing up, and that you figured out a way to motivate yourself, so you know how you used to feel, and now how you feel, and you kind of just want others to feel that way? One hundred percent, man. When yeah. I was uh, when I was really young, like in grade school, I I didn't have friends. I was stuck inside the house. I was just a little fat kid, you know. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I I wasn't really. My parents were really all about business, and they were always running their businesses. So they never took me. They weren't very involved in my life. I know they loved me, but they right. weren't involved. I never got to do sports, you know. But I was into fighting. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I did karate for a little bit when I was a kid, and then when I made it to high school and I, I started wrestling. I realized that there's more to me that I never tapped into. And nobody ever helped me find that except for Coach Clotter. Right. You know, he, he was hard on me, but he just he helped me find something myself that I never knew was there. And once I found that person that I could be, I wanted to do that for everybody. Right. You know what I mean? I wanted to be. You want to share the gift that you got given? 100%, man. And it, it's kind of like, honestly, I it makes me emotional just to think about the way my life was and what what wrestling did for me and it's not so much just wrestling just just taking care of myself mm -hmm. you know and and the quality of life is just so much better right. I'm just so much more happier being healthy being out there doing things rather than just being stuck in this bubble you know and just continuing the cycle of of not taking care of yourself and then thinking that you're not worth it you know you're not you're not you're not worth the effort why what are you going to do what are you going to accomplish you know, was it during wrestling that you decided that you wanted to continue and pursue your career as a professional athlete? Um, I kind of did just, that happen later. It, you know, it was it was kind of you know I wanted to wrestle in high school. I mean, I, I wanted to wrestle in, in college as it is something that I wanted to do after high school, but I didn't have that outlet. You know, we don't have any college wrestling in San Diego besides Palomar, um, and I knew my parents weren't gonna let me leave San Diego. They wanted me to kind of help with the family business. So I said, okay, you know, I'll stick around. Um, and then one day my friend, uh, Omar and Randy invite me over to their garage and they introduced me to jujitsu, you know, and, and they're like, Hey, you know, it's kind of like wrestling and we do this stuff. And then you know, I just, I found a new outlet for what I love to do. And I remember before I did this, I used to think like, I remember watching the UFC and like, wow, oh, that's stupid, you know? 
Jackie Jan and Jet Li would definitely beat these guys down. <laughs> you know, these guys have nothing on them, you know. But then then I got into it, man. I just fell in love with it, you know. And what's crazy as this time went by is I, I kind of started falling away from grappling. And, and, and I, I really started developing this passion for kickboxing. You well, know. didn't you? Your Muay Thai is really what you're you're known for in your kickboxing, right? So yeah. we got the reason. If you guys are watching, that uh, Andy's wearing his Covenant uh, wings and his tutu, but he comes out. He's actually known as the Tooth Fairy, um, and he's get he gets to fight this weekend for the W WBC BC World World Title World Title. World title. The, the title. Yeah. So, so anybody uh, listening to this, if you're in Burbank, come out to this event because I'm going to be out there. Derek would be if he wasn't at a wedding. I have a wedding. Uh, I would love but to Eric, fucking... uh, my GM, who just started working out, we're both going to be out there. So if you're in Burbank, if you're in LA, buy tickets. We'll put links in the show notes. But yeah, but we we you know it's it's something that it's it's really cool for a guy like me to to see is that you've taken this passion. And now you're fighting for a fucking world title. And it's like, like you said, it's like you had this passion for, for wrestling, but that just kind of lit a fire in you for, for something else. And now you do the kickboxing. And just so you guys know, Andy and I wrestled in high school. Um, I went to a gym one time and he kicked me one time. And I, I would imagine at a 20% <laughs> of what he can really do for a kick. And literally, like almost my 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 leg, I think was black and blue. I mean, really, this guy, he kicks so fucking hard. I, I don't wish it upon like anybody. Karate so kid. It's in my defense. I don't think I meant to kick that hard. I was hoping <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to show him up. Yeah. No, 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 Derek no, probably no, talked no. some shit beforehand. Yeah. I'm sure. No, like, knowing Derek, no. No, Derek's <laughs> always been a sweetheart. No, no, yeah, he's a big bear. No, <laughs> but yeah, so that that well, title is pretty. Fun tell us about rad. the event. Well, the the title, the yeah. WBC. Just so you guys know, is like there's there's two belts. There's so many belts out there, in in boxing and in, in Muay Thai, and then Muay Thai is just it isn't it's a name. Of the type of kickboxing I'm doing, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's out of Thailand. It, it's a, it originated in Thailand, but it's it's gotten really big. So the WBC is, is the the largest sanction. So you have all these belts in boxing, but if you get that WBC belt, then but you're the man. That's the one. That's the one that you want to have. <laughs> well, the same thing with Muay Thai. There's a lot of belts out there in Muay Thai, but the WBC belt is the most recognized worldwide. As that's a belt you want to. This have. is a title defense. Um, I'm fighting somebody that has a title. Yeah, so he has it. the title. He's yep. defending his title, and you're trying to take it. Charles Bissett's defending his title. Wow. Yeah. He's uh, he's from Canada. Do they do odds on these fights? You know, I've, I've never really got into the betting. I'll, I've never I'll really check explored it out. It. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll look into <laughs> it. Yeah, fuck. I just know it's going to – if there is odds, I'm going to fuck <laughs> Wager some. So so this, this, uh, this whole event, there's going to be all different types of – Muay Thai? Is it all well, there's Muay Thai? Gonna be, there's going to be it's all Muay Thai. It's, it's all, all Muay Thai. Thai. Okay. There's going to be um, probably about maybe eight amateur title or eight amateur fights and then four pro fights. I know they have some kind of amateur tournament. It's a big event. You know, you're going to see people from all over the world there. This is a huge event. You've qualified to get there, or how how did you get? I to yeah, this I, I have. I've actually fought for the WCK title a long time ago. Um, and that's it's a, it's the same organization that I'm fighting in that's hosting this this title. Um, not to get you guys confused, but basically I, I've fought. What was I can't even remember what year. It was such a long time ago. I already fought for the same exact belt. Mm-hmm. W the, the guy that I fought carried the WCK and the WBC belt. Um, it was a really really close fight. And I feel like I won four out of five rounds. 
I think a lot of people would have agreed with that. Um, one of the judges gave it my way four out of five rounds, but I don't know. The other two judges, I have no idea what they were watching. <laughs> you know, but you know, like, I, I mean, that's the way it goes, you know, and, and sometimes I'll watch fights and, and I'm like, maybe he did win that round. So, but for the most part, I fought for this belt about five, six years ago. And when I lost, I was so pissed off about the decision. I kind of stepped back a little bit um, and, and focused back on MMA just because that's where I started. You mm-hmm. know, even though I love Muay Thai, I just I had already had so many MMA fights. But recently, you know, I, I really want to create a legacy for myself. I, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've dedicated so much time to doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think having that title, you know, there's nothing more in this world that I want than having that title. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're working out with Randy, and uh, you're starting to find a love for jujitsu, starting to do Muay Thai. When did the gym aspect and like wanting to own a gym come come about? Well, it's after Randy. You know, I ended up in a jujitsu school, and then I knew I wanted to fight. I heard this name, Dean Lister. And back in the day, you know, he was a big name. Yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah, so he's been out to Cali for fight night. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he, yeah, he's 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 been around, and he, for the first three years of my fighting career, I, you know, I was with Dean Lister. So I, I kind of found out he was at City Boxing. I walked into that gym, and I just remember the first time I walked into the gym, so many thoughts went through my head, <laughs> and one thing I said to myself, and I remember saying to myself, I said, one day I'm going to have a gym just like this of my own. Really? And that was the first day I walked in. I said, "This is wow. what I want to do for the rest of my life." That's rad. Yeah. So, you know, I. I went through a lot, been through a lot from that point, you know, like uh, a lot happened, you know, and it's a long story. But, you know, I, I eventually I left that gym. Dean opened up another gym and I was at Undisputed mm-hmm. and I made some friends at Undisputed. Um, I want to say what, 2012, I opened up my first gym. This was uh, maybe six, seven years after I got into fighting. And that was in El Cajon. Yeah. Right. And it was it was a nice gym. It was it was a cool little gym. Um, I went there a few times, and uh, it was it was pretty pretty cool. It had like a glass front you can kind of see in it. You had a big boxing ring, some some weights. Was Randy? Did you, did you go there when it was on Magnolia and Main Street? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's when we moved. When I bought into the gym, we relocated. Randy wasn't involved. Uh-huh. It was. Am I allowed to talk? shit about somebody yes yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is behind the smoke yeah, it was it was me and this i hope he's watching man it was me, it was me and this piece of shit named Stu. Yeah. don't do business with Stu or yeah. howard uh, oh, yeah. Stu's working at uh boomers now but anyway. good for him <laughs> yeah. you made but, it no long story i opened up it. this gym man and i'll tell you guys man i i fucking i put so much hard work into this gym and you know, I it was an awesome gym, and we just we had such a good area. The guy, the landlord, hooked me up with a great lease. You know, but I just had this partner that was just had some problems with drugs and was stealing, and it, you know, it got to the point where what am I going to do? You know, sue this guy? He wouldn't sell his shares to me. So finally, I said, all right, look, just buy me out, have the gym to yourself. Let me go do something else. And at the time, Randy got burned out with this guy. He wasn't a partner in the gym, but he was running his own business inside of the gym. Right. He had his personal training business. So, you know, that's when I opened up one training center. Um, I took off, you know, a year later, this guy goes out of business. They found out that he was 
paying his employees in coke just all sorts of crazy really? stuff yeah this guy man he's just the worst of the worst um he uh he he got caught cheating with his general manager his wife found out eventually he gets a sexual harassment lawsuit it was just a big mess but anyway i mean i i put that behind me and we opened up this this uh one training center and after a year or two we we wanted to see what we could do to make it better mm-hmm. um and and we hooked up with 10th planet and it turned out to be a really good decision so it's 10th planet's a franchise yeah yeah it's a franchise um the guy that runs it in San Diego, uh, or let's say the person in charge of it, his name's Boogie Martinez. He's a very, very decorated uh, practitioner mm-hmm. in jiu-jitsu. Um, you know, he, him and this guy, Bill. Bill Crawford's been in the business for a while. Bill actually started out the boxing club a long time ago. He started a franchise, sold it off. Um, they came in and put in their business plan. You know, where I struggled a little bit was running the front desk. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was bouncing back and forth and, you know, sometimes my kind nature gets the best of me and I, I give things away. So right. these guys came in and said, hey, look, I'll tell you what, Andy, let us take care of this and you do what you're good at. And that's running the classes. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah, that's good. I mean, sometimes it's it's a humbling thing to have to realize what you're good at and what you're not good at. For me, we, we do that here in the store. It's like, man, I'm just. I can do it. I'm not saying I can't do it, but it's not my best and I don't really enjoy doing it. So let's get someone else that can do that for me. And uh, it's helped me grow a lot. But with 10th Planet, <clears throat> I mean, you guys have some of the best jujitsu guys there too. I mean, with Muay Thai and then boxing. PJ, didn't, did he just win uh, another? We would, it was a, you know, he, he is, he just won another tournament. It was a team tournament. We kind of like how you have like a team dual tournament for wrestling. Yeah. Well, it was like they, they're doing the same thing for jiu-jitsu. Okay. But, you know, we were just talking about it in our meeting yesterday, man. I was like, you hear about all these schools in San Diego, and there's so many jiu-jitsu schools out there in San Diego, but nobody is doing what we're doing as far as competition goes. Like, like every day, every week, we have tournaments that we're winning, this and that. And and what that says is just for the, the, the general practitioner that maybe doesn't want to compete is that, you know, when you come to our gym, you're training with the best, and you're right. learning from the best. Well, I mean, you know? even with fucking Jacob, dude. Yeah. Watching that motherfucker get around people. He's just the smallest guy, but he just wraps these guys up so Jake quick. Jake the Snake, that's his dude, nickname. He's yeah. no joke. He's yeah. no joke. It's just, But it's good. I mean, even with Tiger and Prince there for boxing, it's the best of the best at that gym. You know, something you guys might not know about Tiger is he's actually in the Boxing Hall of Fame, and he has his own, I don't know what the date is, but his birthday is actually a holiday in the city of San Diego. Is it really? Yeah, and he actually got the key to the city from the city of San Diego. Really? Or oh. from the mayor of San Diego a while ago, yeah. Oh. yeah. He, he um he was famous for um being controversial about Tiger controversial? Yeah. <laughs> Don't believe <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, he he was known for 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 smoking before his fights and and somehow nice. magically passing these tests. Like smoking like Vlade Divac, smoking cigarettes or <laughs> <No>. smoking blunts. <laughs> smoking blunts. Smoking blunts. He was open All about right. it, you know. So this you know, was before, it, before weed was legal. Yeah, and, and he's he's you know he's like he has all sorts of world titles. He's 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 seven titles. So he's he's an amazing trainer, you know. And you know, we just, we got a good team, man. We have we have a lot of people that are very passionate and they're very good at what they do. We not only we're good at what we do, 
we're good at teaching what we do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things we talked about earlier is it is intimidating, you know, for someone like me that I've loved sports my whole life. I love fight night. I love boxing. I love MMA. I love UFC, yeah. but not having a fight background, not having a wrestling background, you know, for Derek to be, Hey, come over to this fucking MMA gym, you know, and do Muay Thai or do jujitsu. It's like, well, fuck, I'm, like, I, I'm, that's just, that's not who I am. And that's, so me going out there, having someone like you that's as welcoming as you were to me, as well as to Eric, who came along also, and Victor's made it out there. Um, um, yeah. The only way that we, he, 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 well, you you've also had some friends that have come and haven't haven't made it either. Yeah, Josh, Josh, uh, connection. <laughs> he, he made it about I was five giving days. him shit yesterday about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But either, either way, I mean, I think one of the best parts that I like is the competitiveness that you guys. You support each other and it allows us to go and work on our body. You know, for us, finding people that, you know, just this podcast allows us to go and talk to other people to help develop our mind for what other kinds of things they're doing in business, what they're doing as entrepreneurs, what they're doing in media, what they're doing as gym owners. For us going to this gym, you know, we feed off of each other. You know, I feed off of the fact that I know Derek's going to give me a hard time if I don't make it. And that's just Derek. That's not just you. That's not just Scott. And then I feel like I'm letting myself down. You know, and that environment is something that we see with our barbecue events. So when we're up in Del Mar, every team, they're feeding off of each other because it's that environment that we all crave. It's that hard work that you're going through mentally and physically. And then you feel like now I've actually accomplished something. And you accomplish more when you're uncomfortable. We talk about that a lot on this podcast is you have to be willing to be uncomfortable and go there and essentially be like, dude, I all I care about is developing a habit that's a positive habit. And all I care about is coming back. Andy can fucking yell at me and say, hey, go pick up, you know, 25s and you can curl those 15 times. I'm like, I'm going to get 15s as long as I keep coming back and I finish my sets. You know, and those are the things that I care about. And I see that you care about them, which makes me want to bring more people to the gym. 100%. And I, it, to kind of backtrack on what you're saying, too, is like when you guys come in and you accomplish all these things, I, I don't just I want you guys to also see and, and I want everybody in my class to see that the difference between me and you, there is none mm-hmm. because I struggle, you know, just like you struggle. The cool thing about it is when you guys come into the gym, we struggle together mm-hmm. as a team and we're, we're all working our way up towards a common goal you know it doesn't have to be the same goal but we're all working together towards that same common goal you know like hey before the fight i don't care who i'm fighting i get nervous right right it's not like i walk in there and i just think oh man this look man i got a lot on the line i got to think about a lot of things i really want this belt man i really want this belt more than anything and that caused a lot of nerves for you to walk into the gym and really not know what to expect and for you to be able to to come through that takes a lot but after you do it over and over and over it gets easier and easier and easier and you become stronger and stronger and stronger so that's that's just kind of like what i want for you guys i want you guys to know that that anything that i can do you guys can do you know yeah it's for for me for football i think people have this misconception that um you know, we go out and we just want to, you know, we'll bang heads and we'll fucking crush people. I would, I would throw up before games. I would literally throw up before games. Really? Um, I would have to get myself to calm down a little bit because I'm not very good. Um, when I'm emotional, 
I'm not a, as good of a football player as I was when I was really calm. So if I'm real emotional, going up and down, getting pumped up, going crazy, my coach would like not want want to put me in because he knew I was just going to break through the line and fucking <laughs> do something where the you know they'd run a trap play and the, the ball goes right next to me and I don't fucking see it. But when I'm calm and I'm collected, I was a lot better, but I had to get myself there. So those nerves and stuff, they'll get you going, <clears throat> and I have to calm myself down so I can be hypersensitive to exactly what I'm doing, what I've been taught during training and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's it's good for you, and I think it goes back to you talking about you being nervous shows a vulnerability that you have. And the vulnerability allows people like us to know that you're human, and it makes the environment even better then we want to go in there because it's like, well, Andy knows the struggle. He gets it. You don't hold yourself where like, oh, I'm better than you. And, you know, no, I'm, I'm just the same. And, and we all struggle together and, you know, shit's tough and whatever. Like, let's fucking, we, we'll go at it together. And misery loves company. Let me get it, get, let's all get together and fucking, like I said, I talk about on the podcast and you probably haven't heard it before, but like, I literally had to let myself submit to you because it was a thing where it was like, well, I, I can do this. And it's like, well, no. I come here for a fucking hour and I don't want to leave and not have to wring my shirt out. I can not want to when I first start because I'm fucking like, oh, I got to get going. But literally, I wasted a day if I can't wring my shirt out full of sweat, you know. Yeah. So it's like, look, I don't have much time for myself and that's the time that I'm choosing to do. So look, I'm submitting. You tell me to do fucking goddamn burpees and, and squats <laughs> like we did today and all that. Like, fucking bear ugh, crawls. Bear crawl. Like, you let's know? go. Let's What's go. funny, man, is like, uh, so it's, let's talk about Scott real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's starting to, not to hurt his feelings. I don't know if he even listens <laughs> to this, man. Now, now, I oh. like Scott, so I hope I don't hurt his feelings. But, you know, he, he's starting to put himself on a pedestal. And mm-hmm. during the class, the reason why I did the last three minutes the way I did is because he keeps saying, what's next? Right. What's next? And I'm sitting in my head and think, oh, you don't think I can give you more? Do you, you, think, you think you're all of a sudden you could just do anything now, buddy? Right. So towards the end, you know, I gave him a taste of what he can't stand. Right. Just that nonstop workout. He hates. He, Whenever, when we do bands and you do it timed, yeah. he'll look at me like, fuck, that's yeah. time shit. Because we push ourselves hard. And, yeah. and during if we have to do it for a fucking minute, uh, it's like you tell us to do 15 reps. Me and him will look at each other and we'll like literally we'll, we'll go those 15 reps as hard as we can real quick. But then you're like, do that for a minute. And you're like, oh fuck. And we can't not go that that same speed because then we're a bitch, right? Then uh, I'm like, okay, but I mean, literally just pouring out of sweat. You, you know? saw him at the end of class. Yeah, he, you know, <laughs> like he was so proud this and that. But I I got to break him at the very end of class. He right. sat down on a chair and. He kept his mouth shut. I, I was kind of getting a little mad at him today because he was giving you a hard time, you know. But <laughs> I like getting a hard time. Uh, all no, I get, like I said, all I give a shit about is coming back, being the stubborn fucker. So that knowing keeps what you know, up. knowing what you know now, in doing what you've done, and I know a lot of education comes from experience and the stuff that you've experienced. But how would you do things different when it comes to business? What would you do? Like, if there's anyone out there saying, "Okay, I, I think I want to do a gym," or "I really love the sport and I, I really get a." You know, because there's a lot of people out there that, you know, want to to help others, um, and they think it's you know, or they want to be a personal trainer or this or that. It's like, it's not just it's not that easy just to go do those things. But what advice would you have for other people that want to do something like that? Get into the gym business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think what I've learned is that, you know, people have been around for a while. Everyone's getting smarter and smarter. So, you know, you know when somebody actually cares about you and is genuine 
and when somebody's just full of it. And I think a lot of my success has just come from being genuine. You know, like if you're, I don't know if I, if you can apply that to every business, you know, but I know in this business that especially in San Diego, there's so much competition out there. Everybody right. has their own little personal training studio. Everybody has this gym. You know, I, I think what, what has helped me set myself apart from other people is that I've been genuine. And then anybody that wants to get into this business, I welcome them. I want them to. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is a great thing and it's a great service for people, but you have to be genuine. And if you want to grow, don't, you know, the best way to grow is organically, which I mean is like from the inside out. You bring that one person in there and you show them that you care about them. You show them that you're genuine. That person's going to do the same for you. They're going to return the favor, just like what you guys do for me. Right. You know, like, yeah. like the best members, the members that stick around are the ones that you guys bring. Like Eric, mm-hmm. you know, he's there every day. He's a trooper. Yeah, you know? I'm super proud of him. Yeah. I, I didn't think that he would have the fucking nuts to be able to <laughs> hang the way that he has. And he keeps coming back no matter how much shit we give him. But he, he's told me himself he's he's felt the change yeah. as a man you know just he let himself go and now he's feeling the you know the competitiveness of knowing that we're going to give him shit if he doesn't come and then he does come and he's texting me where the fuck are you and i mean that those are the things that you take for granted until you get into that group dynamic and when you get in the group dynamic and you get in the coaching you know it's been a long time since i've actually had somebody coaching me And I mean, that's one of the reasons Derek and I became as close as we did is we care about youth sports. I mean, we some of the best friends that we have today are kids that we grew up playing, you know, football with basketball with, uh, you know, Derek wrestling, me playing tennis. And we, we learned on the field. We learned through failure. We learned through losing. We learned through getting knocked down, getting scraped up, but knowing that, hey, we're going to get up and we're going to fucking have a good time. Some of the best times we had were not even playing the sport itself, but getting on the bus to go to the sport. I mean, some of the fucking funniest times I've laughed, almost died laughing was on, you know, a team bus. Yeah. You know, no, it's, it's good to hear you talk about, uh, you know, kind of the inside out approach on, on business. Um, we get so caught up in instant gratification. We're in this world where we want the, we want a thousand members and we want them all coming in all the time. And, to understand that it's a process and it's that much more rewarding when you do start to get that return customer and you do because you know what you're doing is right. Um, we, we implement the same thing in business here where it's, it's not, I don't, I don't need a thousand or 10,000 or 30,000 followers. The process is what you really enjoy. When I look back now, and sometimes you don't understand it when you're in it, but I look back at some of the best times I've ever had in sports and business or whatever it is. It's the grind. It's really, truly just that grind because sometimes the the final championship, we won the Big 12 championship in 2003 at Kansas State. And as great as that was, it was the first time it ever happened in school history. That season, grinding that out, the things that we did to get to there was more rewarding for me than the actual day of the trophy. That I mean, it was cool. That night was actually really cool. <laughs> you know, we had, we had a lot of fun. But just you look back and it's like the process is what you really love. And again, you don't always get it when you're in it because you can't see it. But that's what you're going to look back at. And, and for you as a gym owner saying, okay, like sometimes those times with the 
two people in a class or one person in a class, that's like the best times you're ever going to have. It's not just the, the class of a of hundred people, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the one, the one-to-one and, you know, for Derek and I, just this podcast, it's not about how many people are listening. If, if one person's li- listening to the podcast and they send us a DM and say, thank you for talking about barbecue, talking about business, talking about, you know, being a father, talking about all, all the shit that we've covered in 73 episodes for us, it means the world. It means the absolute world to us that had actually impacted somebody and that they care enough to listen. And it's so fucking cool for Derek and I that we find people like you and we gravitate towards people like you that are in business, that are doing things because you're doing things for the right reasons. You know, you're doing things for the right reasons. And Derek's a feel guy. Like I've been with him for 10 years doing all different kinds of events. And if it doesn't feel right, you can fucking forget about it. You know, Derek, he's transparent. He's going to tell you right the, right the fuck exactly how he feels and exactly how he wants it. And if he feels like you're being shady or he's just going to say no and he's out. And that's one of the things that I, I love about him is that he's just not going to take any bullshit. Well, I, I like it because it's I don't have to remember anything. Like, I don't have to like <laughs> you don't have to analyze, about, like, analyze it. Well, I don't have to overanalyze. And, and the thing is, like, I don't have to like sit here and. and say like, oh, what did I tell this person? What did I tell that person? Like, if it just doesn't feel right, it just doesn't feel right. And it's okay. It's not right or wrong. It's just not not for me. That specific thing just didn't work for me. So mm-hmm. when people want to push products on me and they're very aggressive, and I'm, I'll tell them straight up, like, <clears throat> I'm just going to let you know right now, I'm not going to take your product in. Yeah. Just because it doesn't feel right in the way you are, it, it, it doesn't, it's not what I like. And yeah. with my customers, what I want to give them is a true authentic product. We talked about it yesterday with Russ Murphy, and my my goal is to be able to give out the best product I know how to at the cheapest price where I can still make a living. And I don't need to take advantage of people. I don't need to do anything else like that, but I need to stand behind the products. So the products that I bring in, I truly fucking care about. So when I go to these packing houses and I travel all the time and you know I'm in Oklahoma or Wisconsin or Iowa checking out different cattle, it's because I fucking care. And the, the packing house, uh, Greater Omaha, that I use um, – the, the owner, <clears throat> I sit down and talk with him, it's the feel that we get together that I can see that he truly cares and it makes me care that I know I'm giving out a phenomenal product and this fucking guy cares. It's easy. Yeah. It, it just makes it easy for me. For my pea brain mind, whatever for whatever reason, it just works for me. Yeah, I mean, it's you know something, we, I talk about it a lot, but the Defiant Ones on HBO uh, documentary, I highly, highly recommend people checking out, but Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre and Dr. Dre talks about, you know, if it didn't feel right, he just wouldn't do it. It's funny. You guys like, uh, listening to you guys kind of makes me think about one thing. I, I talked about that guy, Stu, but you know, it, I got into this business and I'm sure you guys got into the business that you're doing. Maybe, you know, for the right reasons mm-hmm. and, and you guys developed that passion, but you never really. And I think Stu, that's kind of where, where he fell apart is he got into a business that he really didn't know too much about. He, he, he had a little bit of involvement and he, he dabbled in it, but he saw one person making money and he's like, Oh, well, you know, there's a lot of money in this. Let me just jump in and, and I want to get on the wagon too and, and make money. Cause that's all he saw. But you know, it, just from my experience is it just you know just watching you guys you know watching people around me is it when you're passionate about what you do and, and you, you you put your heart into it it's kind of hard to fail yeah yeah you know like when you when you really love what you do you're gonna find a way to go there's times where i was in the gym and 
I remember uh, one point where before I hooked up with Ten Planet, I had I fought three times in three months, just. And these were high-level fights. Luckily, I won all three. <laughs> but and I fought in Michigan. I fought at Saquon. Was a, I was in a high level. Saquon, Michigan. And then I came back to uh, fight at Bellator at the, the Honda Civic Center. Okay. Oh, right? wow. And I did that in three months. And well, I put my body through. And I did that all just to keep the gyms open, just to keep the lights open. Yeah. Just to get because, a paycheck. Yeah. And, and I was okay with it because I just kept problem-solving. Yeah, you know, I I was I knew I was doing something wrong. It got to a point where you know the landlord hits me up. He's like, "Hey, man, you're you're late on your rent." Like things weren't peachy all the time, you know. Fuck no. Yeah, and I had to make things work. And you know, like I could have just bent over because I was so in love with what I was doing. I was eager to find a way to make it work. I knew I had something. I knew I was good at one thing, and you know, through that strife, through that struggle, I was able to keep it alive. You know, I found the answers I needed to find and, and I kept on going. Whereas somebody that, you know, just coming in looking for the money. Oh, yeah, it's not working out. Yeah. We've talked about it before. Yeah. I mean, the restaurant, it, I wouldn't be as confident as I am today if I didn't go through 10 years of fucking hell trying to keep that restaurant open on Troy Street. I mean, Cali Comfort, we had so many times where we were sued, where we were fighting to just pay our rent, to be able to figure out how to pay our payroll, figure out how to get better terms with our vendors. But it was through all those struggles that we learned. But we loved our craft. Like we, like no matter what, we wanted to keep that restaurant open. And we did whatever the fuck we had to do to keep it open to the point where now we understand a lot of the business stuff that we didn't understand when we first opened it. You know, and those are the things that that's the growth. That's the struggle, the pain that you have to go through where you're fucking can't sleep at night because you just don't know how am I get like, I'm going to fail. If I don't figure this out, I'm going to fail and then I'm going to have to close the doors and I don't want to fucking close the doors. Find your passion, follow it. I mean, it's, it's cliche and then people, you know, talk shit on it, but you can find your passion in pretty much everything you do. So you figure out what it is that's making you money and you can go do it, but find a passion in that and, and hold on to it and just really double down on it, you know, yeah. get, get after it because end of the day, you got to be able to wake up and know, you know, for me, I'm very passionate about numbers and, yeah. and it sounds fucking funny and whatever. Um, but my mind, my mind works. <laughs> says it's funny. My mind works in, in, in numbers. And so business, it, it it wasn't always something I thought I wanted to do, but once I got into it and I really found the passion because I love, you know, the barbecue, the the foods, everything like that. And I figured out how I can get into the number side of it. And I was like, Oh shit, this is what I was like. I, this is what I need to do is, yeah. is, is it numbers. And then doing that, those are, those are the fun times I can have and like figure out like where I can, you know, capitalize and monetize on different things. And, um, those that for me, it's like really intriguing. It's like I fucking like won something. Like sometimes I'll be sitting in my my desk and I'm like, oh shit, that's fucking that. That'll work out perfect. Figured exactly what out. I fucking that you know I, I crack the code. Um, so figure out what you what it is that you like and and, and do it. And um, you know my my I truly feel um, that you know I was put on this earth to help and serve others. And the platform that we've created has allowed me to be able to do that where I can serve the community. I can help other people. I can do stuff and be of service to others. And, um, that's probably the most fulfilling thing that I have in, in other than my, my family and my wife and kids. Um, but that's really what drives me is just being able to be a service to, to others in the community and be someone that they can, 
feel that they can come talk to and stuff. That's the uh, biggest reward I get out of what I do. How um, how do you feel as a dad and fighting and your your son and raising your son? I mean, just last and daughter, yeah, and daughter. Just last Saturday, having you know your family at the gym, it's something that for Derek and myself, it you know my son, I bring him to every. He's been he hasn't missed a barbecue championship since he's been alive. So, you know, bringing him in and bringing him part of the business, I mean, it's just natural for me. And to see you having your son and daughter and wife, you know, at the gym, it's something that it's hard to separate business and personal life. You know, it's it's cool. It's hard to separate it, but it's also pretty cool to put it together. It's amazing. Yeah. And I say that because... Man, I, I used to get so pissed off at my dad. He would always take me over to the pizza shop. <laughs> and, man, I don't want to be here. And I'm, like, running around with dough and I had no <laughs> idea what the hell I was doing. I was just, yeah, you know. I was like, like any I, family business. Yeah. You're, you're a young kid and you're wondering, why the fuck am I working? I, yeah, I <laughs> and wanted, no one else is working. I wanted to, so I, you know, if I wasn't at the pizza shop, I was at home calling the pizza shop ordering pizza. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I, man, I, I – but and then I didn't realize – while I was there, man, how much I was learning. And it was involuntary. I was just sitting there just, you know, and a lot of the things that my dad kind of did around me, being around my dad and just seeing him. And actually, I learned so much from him and I'm so grateful for it. You guys don't know, man, I'm, I'm coming up on like my dad's one year anniversary. Yeah. He passed about a year ago. I'm sorry to hear that. It's, it's okay. But, you know, when I lost him, I just really began to realize how much I learned from him. And, you know, with my kids, you know, I, I want to I want to be a big part of their lives, but when I can't be a part of their lives, I want them to be a part of my life, and to learn from what I'm doing, to see how I struggle, and to see what I have to go through to make their lives better. Mm -hmm. So I think it's great, man. The family time we I make time for the family, and when I can't make time for the family, the family hangs out with me at the gym. Yeah, and they pick up on things. My wife brings them into the classes. It's great. As far as fighting goes, you know, I wouldn't mind my son may be getting into the gym business yeah but he's definitely going to get into a soccer league and he's fighting. i feel the same way about football yeah it's like i i I won't uh i'm not going to stop them when they're in high school if they want to play um if they're never going to play before then i don't have any of my all-american accolades or anything on the walls i'm going to put up one we're we're doing a 1100 square foot addition to my house and I'm going to put up one of my accolades and it's the only one that I'm going to put up and it's a commissioner's honor roll and it's just about education and it's just to show them that it's not about I didn't you know I was gifted enough to be able to get a full ride scholarship and but the things that I hold dearest is that I was a student athlete and I was on the honor roll in college coming from a kid that was in Spring Valley that didn't go to school that didn't show up that didn't participate in, in the class and <clears throat> had a learning disability and didn't understand how to how to put everything together that I can go to college and get straight A's and, and do those things. That's what's most important and that's what I'm most proud of. Um, and that's what I want them to see and, and be a part of. So oh, I agree one hundred percent man too. It's, it's like, really exciting. Like I think as as, as professional athletes we kinda we see what we put ourselves through and then, you know, when we peak we we realize like, man, you know, we don't want to put our kids through that same shit. I don't want right. my son to lose brain cells or whatever it is. I don't know how I'm going to, you know, I, I might be brain dead in about 10, 15 years and not even know it. And right. I don't want that for my kid. And another thing too is like just looking at the way the world is and how fast it's growing is like, 
man, you know, education, you know, we're, we're getting so much smarter, so much faster that you got to be on top of that. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So this, this fight you got coming up on Saturday is at 200 pounds, right? The 190. 190. Yeah. So you got about 15 pounds to cut, cut, which is, if you guys don't know, Andy is uh, a few hours of work for him. He, uh, he's cut a lot more before, um, but we're we're definitely excited to uh, see how this goes, and I personally wish I could be there. I have a prior obligation for a wedding, um, but but Sean's going to yep. be up there. We I'll be we up there. Eric want, will be up there. Yeah, we would like for everybody who is in the area yeah. to uh, look at the show notes, get the link, buy tickets, um, come watch uh, a brother of mine and, and Sean's. You know, fight his heart out. He I know. You know, win or lose. You always know Andy's going to give his best. So whatever it is, he's going to leave it on the table. So we're excited to see what he does. Um, do you want to do? A yeah, so- we've got a social shout out, um, shout out this week. So people interacting with the show, sliding into our DMs, um, hashtagging behind the smoke. This is coming from Outlaw BBQ underscore MN. Um, we appreciate him. He. Uh, on Instagram, he's just a man who loves barbecue and trucks, trying to get out of trucking and into barbecue full-time, Team Barbecue Warriors, um, out of Coon Rapids, Minnesota. So he hit us up and said he loves the podcast, um, loves the fact that we talk about business and all the shitty stuff that happens behind the scenes. Um, also wants us to talk a little bit more about catering. Uh, we do have a catering episode that's coming up. We're going to have the CEO of picnic people on in a couple weeks. Um, Lisa Richards, she's a badass and she's been running a very successful catering company here in San Diego. So we're going to dig deeper into how to put on uh, an event of big scale, medium scale, big scale, how to make a catering menu. Uh, but Paul, Big Pike, you're our winner. You're going to get a behind the smoke mug. Um, I'm also going to send you some catering resources, but I suggest uh, that you update your Gmail. Uh, <laughs> so if you have a Gmail that is, uh, behind the smokes rated, you probably need to update that. His, uh, his Gmail's dump trucker 69 at pv.gmail.com. <laughs> I have some pretty old dumb ones. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to need to update that. Um, you know, maybe go something with like an outlaw BBQ at gmail.com and that'll help your catering business grow. But thank you for listening to the podcast. We're also going to go hit up uh, Flynn Springs later this week. Uh, go see Andy. Oh, yeah. Randall Barbecue Iasato, Flynn Springs. Flynn Springs location. So that'll be uh, next week's episode. And then we'll get a behind the smoke meetup too. Um, if you're interested, if you're in Spring Valley and you're interested in joining the gym and coming to get your ass kicked. Anywhere with, around. El Cajon, yeah, La Mesa. El Cajon, La Mesa. I'm, I'm Actually, yeah, there's all, all throughout San Diego, Planet Fitness. But um, come to work out with us and we, uh, we'd love to have you add somebody else to talk shit to. 10th Planet, Spring Tenth Valley, Planet. Sean, Strength and Conditioning, Sean, 8 o'clock. Sean Conahan, uh, you, know, you said that you were interested, so now you're on the list. You're our, you're our next prospect. But uh, good luck this weekend. We're going to be out there. Uh, Burbank, if you make it to the fight, hit us up and let us know you're there and we'll uh, get some drinks. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. I really appreciate everything, man. I had a great time. Cool. You got it. Hey, guys, this is Sean and Derek, and we just really want to thank you for listening to the podcast. It means the world to us. 
We'd like you to go check out BehindTheSmokeMedia.com. That's our website where we have barbecue resources for you to help build your barbecue business. Uh, we also have events listed, so anything that's happening in the West Coast barbecue movement, uh, anything that's going on, we want you to go check that out so you can learn more and get involved. We also have show notes uh, from all the episodes, so anything we talked about in the episodes, you can find detailed show notes there. Um, plus, you can just get in touch with us. It's important that uh, we're here as a resource for you, so please reach out. Let us know how Derek and I can help you with your barbecue journey. Uh, get involved, stay curious, and uh, follow us on social at Barbecue War Stories. Uh, we'll talk to you soon.